It's a fair question. Let's ask Peter Sumich that question because he joins us now for station sponsor Bunbury Farmers Markets. Extreme value, extreme freshness guaranteed. How are you, Summer? Morning, boys. How was your Easter? Uh, very good. Very quiet. Went down to Bustleton, um, which was good. With the rest uh, of Perth, Summer? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a bit busy. Um, I, I, I actually was fortunate enough, Shane, to purchase something down there in 1992 at Geograph Holiday Park. It's one of those kit homes, and um, I've had it ever since. And, um, you know, you're 100 metres off the, the beach there, near the Broadwater Resort, yep, uh, just are. across the road, um, this holiday park. And, um, you know, it's, it's green title, and I've, I've purchased it, and, and, geez, it was good through the 90s, and then slowly as it... Um, Bustleton and Dunsborough and all that built, it's just, yeah, more and more people. It was very quiet when we originally got it, but now um, very busy down there. And Bunbury Fresh Markets will be down in Bath, people, uh, at the end of next year. Um, they're opening a new store, so that'll even be bigger and better um, for the area. Sensational. And a very shrewd purchase from you, Summer, back in the 90s. Uh, perhaps for Melbourne right now, shrewd purchase is not just off- offloading Luke Jackson. they got Brodie Grundy from Collingwood. But at the moment, with every Fremantle loss, it's helping Melbourne potentially at the end of the year because they've got the Dockers' first draft pick. Yeah, yeah. It's not um, not a great look just at the moment. Um, plenty of football to be played. So the, the fans have just got to probably settle a little bit. Um you know, it is disappointing. I had them at four and zero, to be honest with you. Um, at the start of the year, I thought they'd win the first four for sure, and probably even pinch this one this week and 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 win five out of the, the first five. But um, yeah, look, hasn't gone to plan. Um, there's a lot of ifs and buts and whys, and you know, with players leaving. Um, you know, people forget there's probably one big retirement, which we've said over the past. Six months is Monday is a huge loss, and, and and it's not so much Monday the the player in the sense of um, you know he's not great skill set, but the bigger body. And I've always said, and that's why I keep pushing Fife to go back into the midfield because you can't have the wrong Brayshaw and the likes going through there. Twickowski is giving them a bit of leg speed, but they're not big body players. And and Monday was. Um, Brody was okay in that area, but he was out, of course, uh, last week. But, you know, that's why Fife's got to go through there. You look at Petrarca, Oliver, they're big bulls, you know, Bontempelli, you know, through the midfield there. They're huge. And and unfortunately, I don't think Fremantle are handling the big mids at the moment. And uh, they're just struggling in that area, and, and that's why they've got to get back to that. But they traded a lot of players out to, to get one player, and that's probably where people are probably going at the moment and saying, well, is, is it worth it? You know, but right now you're probably saying no, but I, I think in the future Luke Jackson will be a, a quality player. But, um, yeah, things aren't going well. So Matt Tavener's returned to Perth with a back injury and Fremantle looked for a replacement. Sam Sturt's gone over to Adelaide along with Will Brody and Corey Wagner. So that would suggest that Sturt's probably likely to come in He's more of a mid-sized forward compared to Tabiner, who's a key forward. How does that change Fremantle's structure against Gold Coast on Friday? Yeah, well, that that just tells you they're going smaller. Um, you know, they'll have Jackson and Darcy down there, of course. Amos puts a lot more pressure on him. Um, but at the end of the day, they're going a bit smaller. You'd think 
Brody would come in, O'Meara then will push a bit forward and play uh, more game time up in that forward 50. Um, so, yeah, that looks like the way they're going to go. Um, you know, hopefully Tavern is OK. You know, like, at the end of the day, it, it, you know, he comes back with an injury, um, with scans in his hand and, and all this. Um, that's I'm only reading and hearing the news. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think he would have been dropped anyway. I think, you know, hopefully they're not playing games. You know, just be up front. If he's out of form, so just drop him. You know, now to come back, he's got scans, got this in the back and this and that. Fair enough if he has. But, um, you know, if he hasn't and they're just giving him a week off or so, um, you know, just let everyone know what's going on. Properly. You know, just say, look, he's out of form. We're dropping him. He's got a few niggles. He'll work through. We'll give him a week off and that's it. You know, be up front and everyone's happy. Uh, so my ground ball, uh, they look like they got outworked on the weekend, Fremantle. Uh, Adelaide were very good in this area of the game, and that's you've you got to be good in this area don't, now, don't you? The game's obviously evolved and shifted and changed, but your ability to work from contest to contest is uh, very important in the modern game, and certainly Adelaide were exceptional in that area on the weekend. Yeah, no, they were terrific, Shane. And, and, and you look at the better sides, that's what they're good at, getting the contest to contest, winning ground ball, um, contested ball at the ground level, um, and if it spills out into the open, you, you know you're getting uncontested. So, yeah, you've got to. But that that comes down to blank just work work rate, isn't it? You know, you you, you play through the midfield chain and and won a Brownlow medal through that area. It, I, I reckon you didn't win it by just fluking a few possessions. I reckon you worked pretty hard. I, I reckon you were working hard from contest to contest to to, to get the ground ball to get front and square to, to, you know, get into a contest. And, I, I, you know, that's why you become a very good player, you know. And I, I think Fremantle's work rate has just been off a bit in that area. And I mentioned, like, a bloke like Brayshaw, to me, just looks a little bit tired, you know, round four in. And whether the pressure from last year and, and all that is mounted. And, and he's still a kid. And, and that's what we've got to understand, too. He's still a kid, so he's working yeah. through some tough periods of his... Um, Korea, and um, you know, right now he looks that way. Uh, hopefully, he can get himself out of it, and a few others as well. Where's Nathan Wilson at in his in his career? Is it? I think he. I thought he's very lucky to get into the team early parts of the year. He must have his preseason form must have been okay to better warrant a warrant selection. But he's one for me who hasn't fired a shot already this year. Well, I'm hearing that. The only reason he, he got into the side early and, and Brandon Walker didn't is they put a bit of a rubber stamp on um, Brandon Walker after the final of Collingwood, you know, last year. They weren't happy with his game and he did a few things that they weren't happy with and they rubber stamped him early um, and that's why Wilson, because it was a bizarre selection for me um, early in the year, Wilson in before Brandon Walker, a young kid. But, you know, I'm hearing that they weren't happy with him and the way he was playing. Well, he came back in against Adelaide, and as I put in my ranking, you know, I didn't think he went at a few, you know, head over the ball, um, ground balls, and in traffic, he, he didn't look that good. And I, I thought, well, if, if you rubber stamped him last year with those type of things that the kid needs to improve on, well, what have you done about it, Fremantle, with this kid? What have you actually done? I, I've seen it in the under-18s with him, and I told him, I dropped him one game. I said, mate, you're not playing because you ducked your head. You didn't go hard enough. You know, he's looking at me. And I said, no, not good enough. So 
your area until you improve that area. Now, that's back in the 18th. So they they recruited him with that type of um, area he needed to improve on. But Fremantle haven't improved it with him. So what are they doing? And, you know, with the, they, I think he's a quality player and going to be a very good player, Brandon Walker. But he's got some faults, which every player has. And, and look, I'm sitting here saying he's got some faults that he needs to improve on, like I said, but every player's got that. But what are Fremantle doing about it? Don't just rubber stamp him and then bring him back in and he's still doing the same things that he was doing when you said, no, nah, he's not playing anymore, and we've put Wilson in. Who Wilson is an inferior player, to, in my opinion, to Brandon Walker. Because I think there's more of a future with Brandon Walker than Wilson. So I just think the development of some of these players at Fremantle has been poor. You know, when you've got a kid like that, Shane, and you've probably seen it in your, even back when you're playing in Melbourne, there's always one or two players uh, that you go, oh, geez, he needs to improve, or, you know, and you know as a player, as a teammate, and you can help him along. But um, I don't think there's been enough of that development. That's the other reason I'm on a tangent here. That's the other reason with Luke Jackson. Oh, you know, people, I'm hearing people saying, oh, why are we paying 900 to a million dollars for Luke Jackson and you still got to develop him? If you're paying 900000 to a million, that bloke should be ready to go. No, he needs to be de- developed. Now, Fremantle don't develop Luke Jackson. And I'll keep pushing it. Over the next 24, 36 months, he's going to struggle to be the player we all think he will. He needs huge development. Now, what are they doing? I don't know. But at the moment, you think, well, there's not great development because he's not going that well. So, Fremantle have got a lot of questions to, to answer by, um, you know, with these development programs with some of these kids because they've still got a young list and they, they're a developing list. Summer, is the season retrievable for Fremantle before we move on to West Coast? One and three for the Dockers, Gold Coast on Friday. Is the season still retrievable? Not if they lose the Gold Coast. If Gold Coast win, it's not retrievable. Because, like I said, I thought they'd draw early, Jacob was, uh, you know, the B5 and 0, with with a pretty good draw, playing the St Kilda's, the North Melbourne's at home. Um, West Coast, you know, they would have pencilled in, which they won that one. Um... You know, even the Adelaide game, they would have probably penciled in. So, you know, we all thought they'd be minimum four and one, or or, or five and zip. Now, they lose and be one and four. I, I think they've got then a tough draw after that, in the sense they play the better teams that uh, are coming up. But in saying now, St Kilda are on top, so St Kilda beat them and they're on top of the ladder. So they are one of the better teams now. But at the beginning of the year, they weren't. So look, Fremantle lose this week. I reckon they're going to struggle to make the eight. They could still make the eight, but it'd be very, very hard if they lose this week. Peter Sumich with us for station sponsor Bunbury Farmers Markets. Extreme value, extreme freshness guaranteed. Looking back at the Easter round, round four of the AFL. The Eagles, I'm not sure what you can say about them, Summer. It was probably to be expected. They got beaten by 10 goals. Was there anything to take out of that game against the Demons? This is the worrying sign. We're all saying it's to be expected. Why, why is it to be expected to lose by 10 goals plus? When I played footy, uh, I, I can tell you now, and, and in 89 we had an average side and John Todd was coaching West Coast and, and we didn't win too many games, but we didn't lose them by 10 plus goals every week. We, we were battling away and we're losing by three or four goals and learning. We had a young group. Um, you know, so what, why are we 
this is what worries me, and I think West Coast are happy with it because they've got the excuse now, oh, we're young, but there's no excuse to get beaten by 10 goals every week. If, if Geelong beat them by 10-plus goals this week, is that, is that good enough? I don't know. With whatever side you put on the park, there's 23 players now, what, why is it okay now to get beat by 10-plus goals? I find that hard to believe. But, you know, everyone's now giving them an excuse, which I think's wrong. I think they they should be, they should have a side and they've got a side where they shouldn't be getting beat by 10 goals every week. And But I think everyone expects them to, which is sad. Just can't sustain the effort, couldn't they? Just go overawed and powered and bashed up by Melbourne, particularly in the second half. Sure. It wasn't a great game of footy early to watch, was it? It was a bit sloppy. No, but that's great, Shane, you brought that up because I was hoping someone would. So you're saying they couldn't maintain it. Didn't Adam Simpson tell us all they had the best pre-season ever and they're the fittest they've ever been? So why why can't they maintain it, Shane? What, you tell me, you, you've played footy and, and now they're, they're the fittest they've ever been. That's what he's quoted. And now you're saying they can't maintain it. So what, what, what what's going on? Can you Can you answer it? No, I I haven't seen their their preseason at all. They they look tired. Some of the kids look tired, which happens to be. I, um, Tim Kelly didn't. He mm. he's uh I think he's had a very good start to the year. Tim Kelly, I thought he could hold his head up high from what he was able to achieve on the weekend. Lone hand really at the moment, isn't he in there, in the in the in the contest at the moment? Um, he has come back uh, fitter. Uh, he looks leaner too, Suma. He, he looks like he can cover the ground and get across the ground a lot better than what he's able to do the last couple of years. Yeah, I, look, I agree, and, and and but but I I don't agree that you know the kids are oh, hey, they, they they go they've had the best preseason. The coaches come out and said and everyone said so. I, I still think why would you fade out? You know you shouldn't be fading out. You should be playing some good football, and that's why I'm saying. It's a bit of we're all accepting 10 gold plus, oh, they're fading out and they're young. And, well, hang on, no. They're supposed to be fit because they've had the best pre-season. There's some good young kids running around. You've still got Oscar Allen. You've still got um, Jack Darling running around. still got Kelly. still got Gaff. you still got Hearn. you still got Barras. You know, Duggan. You know, Cole. You know, I'm rattling them off at the moment. And I'm thinking, well, they're still all pretty good players. And, and what's going on? You know, Williams was a, a, a positive. He, he played well. So, look, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just trying to say to everyone, well, come on, let, let, let's see a better effort and let's not get flogged each week. So, um, a goal-kicking question for you. Jack Darling over his career, I know he's been maligned, but one thing he's always been very good at is, is his set-shot goal-kicking. And on the weekend, he missed two absolute sitters. Seems like he's just trying to poke at the ball rather than kick through it. Is that something you've noticed in his goal kicking? Look, I I, I think Jack's been a, a very good player over his career, but I don't think Jack stood up when he needs to stand up in, in critical moments, and that is even kicking those type of goals. Um, you know, and playing really well in finals football. I don't, I don't think Jack has done that as best as we all thought he would. So... And, and like you said, he, he kicks, he's normally a very good set shot, but when the side seems to need that goal, he seems to miss it. That's the way I've seen him over his career, um, which is unfortunate because, you know, you, 
One one thing, all right, I, I, I can vouch, look, I, I miss my fair share of goals, don't get me wrong. I, and I, I wasn't a, a straight kick and all that, but I, I, I think my finals record, when it, when we needed a goal in finals football and that, I reckon I kicked them and, and I didn't kick too many points. So what I'm saying is when the pressure's on, you've got to kick them. That's your job. Uh, if you want to miss one when you're 10 goals in front, well, so be it. I don't think anyone looks at it, but there was two goals here on the weekend. He, he needed to kick for his side just to help again to, to, to get a little bit of momentum or just stop Melbourne, and he missed them. Five goals, eight for the year for Jack Darling so far. Summer, um, Paddy McCartan, horrible scenes on Saturday night to see him uh, taken off the field with another head knock. Should it be taken out of his hands whether he continues to play the game? I think it might be. Um, that's where it's probably leaning towards now. Um, it, it, it's a big issue because it's a big issue in America and, and I think we're always following what America do and, and where they're at, with, especially with the NFL. Um, and, and there's huge cases going on over there with people getting compensated uh, for, for you know concussion and all that from down the track. So I just think they've got to be careful. Um, it, it really needs to be looked at where Paddy is at. Um, Look, I, I would always hope he can play again, and I, I think we all want to see him play again, but we don't want to see him later on have consequences where his life isn't lived the way it should be after football life. Um, you know, because you want a life, like I said, when you're 35 onwards, you want a good life. You don't want to be having any hiccups because of football with your body or, or concussion, that type of stuff. So... Yeah, I think it might be taken out of his hands. We'll just wait and see. Yeah, be a sad finish to a career that's had plenty of promise at different times for Paddy McCartan. So, my lovely to chat to you. Uh, thanks for your time this morning. Hope Busselson was kind to you, and we'll chat later in the week. Right. Thanks, Shane. Go Thanks a lot. Peter Sumich joining us here for station sponsor Bunbury Farmers Markets. Extreme value and extreme freshness guaranteed. Um,